Welcome to the Purity for Life podcast, episode 181. My name is Frank Honus. We've got some great stuff for you this week on the podcast, including our feature topic where we talk about how pornography turns people into objects. We also ask the question, how do you treat the opposite sex? And our bonus feature at the very end from Nate Larkin, he talks about um, how we can sometimes act as martyrs in recovery. Why do we do that? We'll talk more about it on the podcast. For more information on this podcast and other great content, visit Purity for Life at pflhome.com. I wanted to share with you today um, an interesting little tidbit that I read um, just yesterday um, about a study. Um, kind of, let, let me set this up just with this initial thought about pornography. That that porn, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but pornography turns people into objects. We know one of the most detrimental effects of pornography, porn addiction on a person's life is that it causes, it causes you to objectify the opposite sex. And it causes you not to care for someone, someone's feelings, someone's emotions, someone's heart, not to see them as a real person, really, but as an object. And there was an actual study done on this. And it's, I want to just read the tidbit. This is actually from Fight the New Drug. This is from uh, one of their uh, one of their recent articles, um, loaded with lots of great facts and statistics. But just a snippet here, I wanted to to read. It says, "Not long ago, Princeton psychologists performed a study showing a group of men pictures of men and women, some barely clothed and some not. The psychologists monitored their medical prefrontal cortex, the MPFC." which is involved, this is a part of your brain, which is involved in recognizing human faces and distinguishing one person from another. For for the most part, the MPFC was activated with each picture. However, when the subjects of the study were shown pictures of scantily clothed people, it was not activated. Basically, the the automatic reaction in their brain suggested that they didn't perceive the sexualized people as fully human, just as a body, a sum of parts. Very, very interesting uh, neuroscience there being done and neurochemistry going on in the brain that uh, when people are measured and shown images, right, of, you know, people who are clothed, basically, and people who are barely clothed and some people who are in, in basically naked, how the brain responds, how the brain reacts. And, you know, that last sentence there is powerful. Let me read it one more time. Basically, the automatic reaction in their brains after being shown people who were, you know, again, scantily, you know, just barely clothed, right? Uh, or, or, you know, completely naked is that suggested that they didn't perceive the sexualized people as fully human, just as a body some of parts it didn't recognize uh you know their 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 faces and, and they weren't able to distinguish one person from another they immediately immediately went through this objectification process and you know it is just um it, it's just it's it's crazy because we have the science we have the actual research available that 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 proves that that pornography has a literal cognitive mental effect uh, on our brains and on how we um, not just treat and 
feel about the opposite sex, but literally how we perceive the opposite sex, how we look at the opposite sex. And so um, I just wanted to, to kind of throw that out there because I thought that was incredibly, incredibly fascinating how, um, you know, how, how, how incredibly strong this stuff is, you know, how addictive, how this stuff perverts and manipulates the brain. And so, um, just, just throwing that out to you guys. I hope it will be, um, just, just sort of a reminder to, uh, a reminder to you of the power that pornography has and the, and really what it does, uh, not only just, I mean, this is only over the course of a few minutes, I'm sure, but what it does over the course of days and weeks and months. And for many people, years, what it can do to someone's, uh, thinking and thought life and the way you, you perceive someone. So throwing that out there, um, just as a reminder that pornography turns people into objects. And so if, if you weren't aware of that, there's a study right there. And that is from fight the slash how porn kills love. They are an incredible, incredible organization trying to educate people and, and equip people on the, the effects of pornography in our culture and society. So Hope that is a blessing, a blessing to you um, as far as just the knowledge and, you know, information of it. How do you treat the women and the men in your life? If you're a man, how do you treat women in your life? And if you're a woman, how do you treat men in your life? And sort of this um, this thought that that men and women uh, were never meant to be sexual objects and objects solely meant for pleasure and self-gratification. And that's what porn teaches us. That's what pornography teaches us is that men and women are sexual objects and they are not actual people with, with hearts, with minds, with feelings, with emotions, with dreams, with desires, with, you know, uh, real genuine, um, God essence creation, uh, you know, created from, you know, the, the creator God. And so that is, that is the fallacy. And that is the lie that, that, uh, pornography teaches us in today's world. We even just saw, you saw this recently with the, the release of all the 50 shade, you know, 50 shades movies and the most recent, I guess, 50 shades freed. Um, and just the, uh, just the incredible um, disrespect and um, lack of dignity, dignity and honor for uh, for sexual intimacy and the way in which we we love each other, we treat each other, and um, so we we really do have a mission, uh, and that's that's really a huge part of what Purity for Life's mission is um, in in this in this culture. And in the society is to teach healthy sexuality and healthy perspectives of what it means to love, what it means to respect, what it means to treat the opposite sex with with dignity. And so um, it's a huge message. It is a message that is you know totally worth it in many ways, uh, so many ways. And so I, I just want you to think about that question today, uh, especially if you are one who struggles with sexual addiction. If you struggle with being bound in that area of, of sexual addiction, how do you how do you treat the opposite sex? How do you treat you know not just even uh, literally, but but in your mind, mentally, uh, in your heart, the way in which you 
perceive the way in which you you talk uh, to the opposite sex. I know that that for me, um, you know, for you know being bound in pornography for 13 years, I really really struggled in this area, and my my view of the opposite sex was totally warped. It was totally um, totally uh, totally uh, twisted. And and I exposed myself in many ways to that, and um, and that was it. Just took a real toll on my heart and my mind for for so many years. And I thank God today that I'm free, that I found so much healing from that through recovery. But there's so many people, men and women, who are struggling in this area. And whether that's you or someone you know, I want to encourage you today to really um, assess in your mind, in your heart, how you view. How you treat um, and and how you really look at the opposite sex because that is so so important. It speaks so much to your character. It speaks so much to your integrity. And the Lord wants you to bring. Um, the Lord wants us to honor those who are uh, all those you know everyone in this world, but especially in the area of in light of this area of intimacy and. Um, you know, within the context of marriage and relationship, we are to honor and, and to glorify and uh, just to um, treat with respect and dignity the opposite sex. So just really, it's been on my heart lately, especially as, as I see these movies come out from, you know, these Fifty Shades movies. Um, I just get so outraged. I mean, in some ways I'm outraged, but in some ways I'm, I'm just, it, it, it propels me into the mission, the continual mission with Purity for Life to teach people, to, to help train people, to help people grow in this area and become free from the lies of this world and this culture. Um, and so as I see this, you know, Game of Thrones and, and Fifty Shades and all these other perversions of healthy sexuality, a lot of people just say, sit back and say, well, it's just entertainment. It's not a big deal. You know, it's just, it's not real. Well, it is real. It is a real, twisted, perverted message and it's one that penetrates our culture, and it's one that we are we're fighting against every day, you know. And so that is the that's the mission, that's the goal, and I believe that we're winning it. I believe we're gonna win it. Hey, I'm Nate. We talked earlier about our ability to suppress reality, ignore reality, and one of the realities that I ignore on a regular basis is the the plight of believers in other parts of the world where it is uh, a crime and sometimes a capital crime to be a Christian. And uh, I know that there are brothers and sisters of ours who are under siege right now, uh, facing, you know, death either by car bombs in the Middle East or, you know, just the sudden arrival of an execution squad uh, those facing prison or enduring uh, social ostracism in China. I at least have had some experience there. Um, <clears throat> but what amazes me is my own ability to think of myself as a martyr and uh, how quickly I can go down uh, a destructive path when I do. Um, you know, I have the privilege very often of listening to guys 
you know, newcomers just coming into recovery and they come with their story. They come with uh, the debacle. They've been found out um, and now it's time to come clean. Although like me, and the first time I told my story, I, I told an incomplete story. I, I told what had been discovered. Uh, I was careful really not to incriminate myself any more than I was already uh, you know, under indictment. But um, I prefaced my confession with a long story that explained why I did what I did. And it was a story that I've been telling myself and in a way been telling others for a very long time. Uh, it, a martyrdom story, really about how unfair life has been to me and the tragedy that I endure. Uh, and I really had come to believe that, you know, I even, you know, I blamed my wife for my sexual behavior in some ways because she hadn't met my expectations or fulfilled what I understood to be the biblical obligations of wifehood in ways that I I wanted. I, I didn't speak all of that, but I felt it. And it's kind of like this, this um, soup of self-pity that I this pot that I'd been stirring for a very very long time uh, you know seasoned with resentment um, it gave me license it entitled me in some ways at least excused more than explained excused the the choices that I was making and I, I wanted to make sure when I told my story that people understood what a martyr I am uh, and I've noticed that almost everybody, when they come to tell their story, begins with the backstory. And what we don't recognize, what I certainly didn't recognize in the beginning, was how much that backstory that I had embraced, that I'd focused on, um, that placed so much responsibility on other people and that focused on tragedy, um, was actually feeding my addiction and keeping me willingly in the prison that I had constructed for myself. Um, so I'm not saying that we have not endured trauma. If there's one thing I found it is common in the life of every sex addict, at least, is trauma. Trauma lies at the heart of addiction. And we need healing, and we do need to tell those stories. It is true that we have been hurt, and we need to learn how to experience and express hurt. For me, that's one of the uh, fundamental skills of recovery, getting connected with that fundamental emotion and being able to express it. Um, but one of the ways that, you know, I didn't want to feel my hurt, so instead I would talk about it. I'm back in... Uh, uh, counseling these days with a very skilled uh, kind of spiritual director, a guide, who really has challenged me exactly with this. He said, you can tell stories about your hurt. And he's not using these terms, but those are really my martyrdom tales. He said, it's easy to talk about it, um, but have you been willing to enter into the hurt, to feel it? 
to live it and to process it. Um, rather than try to handle it by talking about it and then medicate the pain by some kind of acting out. So um, I do remember, I guess I've told this story before, I do remember a 12-step meeting early on where uh, you know, a guy was yammering on and on about his martyrdom tale, his self-story, you know, his, 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 his story of self-pity. And at one point, a veteran in the group broke protocol and, um, <laughs> and interrupted him and said, hey, uh, would you please climb down from the cross? We need the wood. Uh, so, anyway, there are, there are my thoughts on on martyrdom. I would like to think of myself as a martyr, but I really am not one, and it's dangerous for me to put myself in that category. All right, that is the podcast this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to Purity for Life. Um, I hope you guys will continue listening next week as we have brand new content, brand new features each and every day. You can actually listen to us daily on the Anchor Station, our Anchor Station, um, which is anchor.fm slash purity for life. And then all of the content resources and podcasts and all that good stuff is found at pflhome.com, which is our website, our own website. And so lots of lots of great stuff to, to get into there. Um, thank you for your support. Thank you for your listenership. I hope that um, the things that we share on this podcast and through this ministry are helpful to you and your recovery. And please reach out to me, reach out to uh, to my wife and I if you need help within your marriage or you need help personally. You can find those contact details at pflhome.com. Hope you guys have a great weekend, a great upcoming week, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon on Purity for Life. God bless.